0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Yeah! Yeah. Um, uh, A four-day work week is is a good thing. It's already Tuesday. It's already Tuesday, everyone.
1: So good. Yesterday, we put out the best of July. If you did not go back and listen to it, that is there if you would like to hear it. And next Monday, we are going to put out the best of summer so far. That is from our terrestrial FM radio show where we keep things PG for the most part. Hope you had a great long weekend, everybody. Uh, the numbers stayed low. It looks like we've done a pretty good job, Cat, at mm-hmm. keeping the curve flat. Agreed. We're doing well. Like, just over 100 new cases. The problem here is just south of us, there's that little parallel line that separates us from America, and just on the other side of the line, they've got like 60,000 new cases again. It's messed up. Wow, America, get it under control. And I don't even know if that includes the baseball teams, but that's pretty bad too. More people in baseball have tested positive. There are going to be more games canceled today because of it, but it looks like the Blue Jays are going to finally play after four days off. They're taking on Atlanta tonight. Leafs playing today too, 4 o'clock this afternoon versus Columbus. We should have expected a loss in game one, right? Like, (laughs) we all wanted to win, but we should have expected a loss. If you're a longtime Leafs fan, you knew that this was going to happen. There would be some sort of adversity. We weren't just going to skate through the playoffs unscathed. Losing game one, hopefully that was a wake-up call. Because they need to get playing.
0: Well, a few things there. So with the Leafs, yes, of course I watched the whole game. Of course I was rooting for them. But you know this season, it's so fucked this season. Like, it's so weird. Nothing about it is close to normal. Even it, whoever wins this, it's just going to be one of those weird years where you're going to be celebrating at home, and there's going to be some kind of a virtual parade, and that's lame, and I always pictured the shit on fire downtown Toronto. I always pictured people fucking losing their minds when the Leafs finally win the cup, and then the parade happens, and it's much like it was when the Raptors won, where it's just hordes of people swarming, having a good time, a nice, safe, lovely, wonderful celebration, and we can't do that. We all know that's out. That is not happening this year, period, the end. So at least... I mean, I know it still sucks, but at least if the Leafs don't do as well as we hope that they would this year, eh, there's going to be an asterisk on it, no matter who wins.
1: I don't think so. I think that the 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 gauntlet they've got to run to win the cup this year is just as competitive. And they already did play a pretty substantial amount of the season leading up to this. I don't think there should be an asterisk on this. And I also think that the Leafs, if they can just buckle down and play the way they should, I mean, on paper, they've got one of the best teams in hockey. They just need to actually play like it. And I hate to say it because he's been great to get us to this point. But it might be time to pull the shoot on Freddie Anderson because he does not look like himself lately. He's just not seeing the puck the way he should be for this point in the season and the way that other goalies are. It might be time to give, uh, what's his name, Campbell, the backup? Yeah. Might might be time to throw Campbell in for a game. Uh, As for the Leafs, they do not want to go down two games to none and be facing elimination. This is a best-of-five series. They played 4 o'clock this afternoon. Go, Leafs, go. Do you know how embarrassing it would be to have, I don't know, the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning, or the Montreal Canadiens celebrating a Stanley Cup win in Scotiabank (laughs) Arena... In the Leafs dressing room.
0: Yeah, that would be a stab to the heart. That's the They'll do their best to make it seem like they're not there, but we all know they are. And they'll try to dress it up to be that team. Uh, but we all know it'll be that way. They won't be able to party hard like they do usually. It's not going to be champagne popping everywhere and cameras everywhere because the media... I mean, there are people in the bubble. So yeah, I guess they're going to show some kind of a a win whoever wins and if it's in our house that does suck but it's kind of part of the deal
1: it is part of the deal it's great that we get to host the guys are close to home in fact some of the guys staying at the royal york right now can see their condo from their hotel room and are not allowed to go to it yeah it's kind of weird if you think about it but good on them for staying with it because the nhl announced over the weekend zero new COVID 19 cases Mm -hmm. Zero. Since those 24 teams entered the bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton, and each team has 52 people traveling with them, they've done over 7,000 tests on them, plus the NHL staff, plus the officials, referees. Zero people have tested positive. Now, how, when baseball looks at what's going on in hockey and in basketball as well, who have had a very small amount of cases, how do they not look at that and say, we should have found a way to have a bubble? It's the gold standard for how things are supposed to They be have done. to
0: do it that way. They have to do it that way. It is the standard and it should have been from from the beginning. Who didn't real? who? I mean, I think everybody knew with baseball like, oh, that might not go so well. NFL. I mean, we talked about about it in the podcast before.
1: NFL's fucked. I don't know. Some people are saying the NFL will be fine because they only play once a week. So for the entire week, they can get a lot of testing done and isolate people who may have tested positive. Yeah,
0: they practice still. They're not going to magically not touch each other during that time that they do play. It's they're not they're not that in that great a position either. I'll tell you this much: the NBA is doing it so well that major production houses when it comes to movies that want to start filming again are actually contacting those NBA officials and getting their tips and pointers in fact Dwayne the Rock Johnson is one of those people that said yeah my movie red notice he's got a uh, I think his in-laws are or something immune compromised anyway so he wants to still be able to see his family during filming but obviously wants to do it safely and he said that he's had meetings with those in the NBA who've done what they've done and come up with a strategic plan to continue filming based on what the NBA has done so there's you definitely one of the gold standards there and nhl is
1: doing a great job too yep i totally agree with you uh as for whether or not there will be a party if the leafs find a way to make it to the cup final and if they actually win the cup all bets are off social distancing what you got to be kidding no way this city will blow up it will be on fire it'll be worse than the la riots Mm -hmm. in toronto if the leafs win the cup and public health officials are going to lose their mind but Uh, They also didn't intervene during all of the Black Lives Matter protests or rallies. They let those happen. So I'm assuming they'll let the same happen if the Leafs are going for the cup. It really depends on how our numbers are then. But so far, the numbers look really good. You mentioned the XFL. For those who don't know, that's an alternate football league that was twice tried to uh, be started by Vince McMahon, owner of the WWE. Both times, it didn't do too well. This time around, it started back in the spring. It had a lot of potential. And then the pandemic hit, and they couldn't finish playing. So they decided to sell the league. I cannot believe they sold an entire football league with a national television distribution deal for $15 million. You can't buy anything for $15 million in pro sports. Well,
0: I mean, it is the XFL. I I, I know it decent amount about sports enough to know the leagues and stuff. I don't know anything about XFL, and I think that that's why Dwayne The Rock Johnson, other than the fact that Vince McMahon is linked to it too, but I think that's one of the reasons why Dwayne The Rock Johnson got in on this because he knows his influence. I mean, he was just named not long ago the biggest celebrity influencer period the end. His post could be worth millions and millions of dollars if he decided to sell out and do that. He is top of the list now. So, he knows his influence and simply by just purchasing the XFL, he already has people talking about the XFL up to this point who weren't even fucking acknowledging what that was. So, I think that to have that name behind it, $15 million, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I mean you said it they, they, there's a lot a lot of work that needs to be done so and money put into it like yes, he bought the rights he bought everything for fifteen million dollars with his group of investors by the way, it's not all him but there's a lot Even of money he could
1: have bought it on his own he's got well a sure million liquid yeah oh
0: yeah he's uh he's very rich but anyway, you know that there's a lot of work to still be done and money to still be to still have to put into this absolutely so it's a lot more than fifteen million dollars really.
1: Comparatively speaking, Forbes is out with the list of the most valuable sports franchises in the world. So you figure the Rock bought an entire Football league, including all the teams for 15 million dollars. The Dallas Cowboys one NFL team are worth 5.5 5 billion dollars. The Yankees are worth 5 billion. Even the New York Knicks and their shit, 4.6 billion dollars. The Lakers are worth 4.4. Real Madrid, $4.24 billion. The New England Patriots, $4.1 billion. Barcelona, $4.02 billion. It's crazy how much money one team goes for. He bought an entire league with a TV distribution deal for 15 million bucks. If I knew it was only 15 million bucks, I would have convinced investors to buy it. It's a fairly minimal risk investment. Good on The Rock. I mean, sometimes people make real smart business decisions they work their way up they make some money and then they turn it into more money uh, patrick mahomes quarterback for the kansas city chiefs good on him what did he do with that massive record-setting contract that he just signed he bought part of the kansas city royals major league baseball team ha, fantastic mm-hmm. i love it young people taking over the world it's good it's really good uh did you have a good long weekend by the way
0: I did. I had a nice long weekend in between the rain, which kind of sucked. But it's okay. It's fine. I managed to get outside, and I enjoyed the weather. I went for a nice walk with the family. Went to the pool when it was hot on Saturday. So it was nice,
1: yeah. Did you do any Stage 3E kind of things? Did you have a gathering with more than 50 people? Or did you eat indoors at a restaurant?
0: No. I actually got invited to my first gathering with, I think, 50 people outside. But I did not do any of that. Nope.
1: Hmm. Okay. Uh, I did. I actually really kind of enjoy having the option to go inside again. And I don't mind wearing my mask to and from the table. I take it off at the table. I have a few beers and I'm sorry, but when it's a real hot day or when it's uh, really muggy. It's a lot better to sit there and drink that draft beer indoors as opposed to out. I mean, the patios are great and all, but I didn't sit on patios when there wasn't a pandemic. So I'm glad to at least have the option. But I'll tell you, if there is not a table that doesn't have people anywhere around it, or if there is a table that doesn't have people anywhere around it, I'll sit at it. But if there's people inside, nah, I'll just go somewhere else. I I want a a restaurant to myself, basically, (laughs) is the best way to put it. Yeah, I hear you. What non-sexual things feel very sexual? Interesting question. Comes up on Reddit, which I'd love to read just to waste time.
0: Okay, I'm interested to hear some examples of this. Like, are we talking like eating a strawberry or eating a popsicle? Or is it not so obvious?
1: Here's the first one. When you're sitting next to someone and they lean over you and reach across to grab something.
0: Ah, oh. okay but sometimes people do that make that sexual i feel like
1: really yeah. like oh hey i just want to reach over and grab the remote and Ex- grab a little handful of titty there
0: excuse me yeah let me just reach over here oops <laughs> my top come down a little bit
1: <laughs> is the remote control not between your legs oh crap i'm sorry <laughs> shit <sighs> This person says, when I get a deep tissue massage, and they work a very problematic knot in my shoulder, my eyes roll back, and I try not to cry out. It hurts so bad, but feels so good.
0: Okay, C- there are some people that do enjoy that pain.
1: Uh, sexually and in a massage form, yeah, I get it. But it's also just sometimes the intimacy of having someone touch you. I- There's a lot of people who are cooped up for months now that haven't had right. someone else's hand on their body. No, you're... If- if you go for a massage, you may just squirt right across the room. Well, you might. No,
0: you're absolutely right, and I do actually feel for the massage therapists. I, I really do. I remember once um, this was just my friend Carson. Oh my gosh, he just didn't know. So he went to go get a massage, and he doesn't do it often. And the massage therapist, a female, asked, "Do you want <laughs> do you want me to massage your glutes?" Okay, most of us I think know what glutes are. Carson sure. Carson did not so he just said yeah sure that sounds good so as he's on the table he thinks that she's coming on to him because she starts rubbing his ass oh no she's rubbing on my ass and his wife (laughs) bless her soul is like what do you mean she's rubbing on your ass like did she go like into the ball sack area like what do you mean what was so hardcore about it like because i'm about to go rough a bitch up right so he's like well she started massaging the side of my ass and stuff and it was like whoa lady chill and she's like did she ask you if you wanted your glutes massaged?" She's like yeah what does that have to do with anything and she's like where do you think your glutes are located like, know, my what legs or idiot. something yeah no idea Come on. <laughs> and thought the whole time anyway i think there's no shortage of people who think a massage therapist is hitting hey i've had experiences where i'm like hey wait a minute that hand is getting real close <laughs> but it's part of the gig
1: It is part of the gig. Now, for guys, if they do get their glutes massaged, and by the way, not every masseuse will offer. Some of them, maybe depending on the type of massage, will offer it, or I don't think they would just do it because that would be kind of weird. But not everybody offers. But if the massage attendant offers to do your glutes and you spread your legs open at all – You're just asking for trouble. You are just asking for trouble because that's when there's going to be a little graze against your ball sack, and that's when shit gets complicated. (laughs) Careful, everybody. Careful. These are the non-sexual things that actually feel kind of sexual. When a woman does that thing where she tucks her hair behind her ear while making eye contact. You agree? There's something sexy about that cat. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think the woman knows if she's making eye contact and brushes the hair behind her ear, I think she's trying to flirt with you. I think she's trying to put something out there Mm -hmm. because I don't think that's unintentional. Women must be aware of the different things they do that are attractive to men. They must know. That's one of them. Yeah. When someone gives you a hand – to try and help you up from a boat to the dock. That is, is that?
0: so, by the way, that's so freaking specific.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's say, for example, you and your partner, ladies, you and your partner are out for a ride on the boat. And you're with another couple. If not your partner, but the other guy reaches out his hand to help you step out of the boat and onto the dock. That's sexual. That's sexual. I didn't know that. Uh,
0: I w- you know what, though? but this, uh, It doesn't surprise me that some people would think of that. That is n- not to me. But there's little things, and I, sometimes you don't even realize you think it's sexy or sexual until someone else brings it up and you go, yes. And there's some people who believe it. And I'll give you one example. Maybe it's on this list, maybe not. But we talked about uh, a similar topic years ago. And when someone brought this up, I said, yes. When, when your, your guy's driving... And he kind of puts his hand over your seat to look back. Now, nowadays you don't really have to do that as much cuz you got cameras in the back everywhere. But still, it's sexy. When he just gives a look back and and it I don't know. That sounds so stupid to some people going, wait, "Wait a minute, so he puts his hand on your seat if you're Behind in the passenger the seat
1: so he can lean looks, over his shoulder and see out the rearview shoulder, mirror."
0: shoulder, looks back and just does like a nice backup drive. It's so fucking dumb. I know it sounds stupid, but it's sexy. Like when my husband does that, I find it sexy. That's weird, right? Is it How
1: sexy do you find it? Are you like, take me right here? Or just, I'm going to make note of that for later on when the lights go out.
0: Maybe I'll make note. Maybe I'll make note. I don't know. I I just, it's little things like that. And maybe you already have to be, have feelings for that person in order for that to even make sense. I I don't know. But it's all these little things that are, I, I mean, it's a great list. Yeah. What else is on it? Anything else that would surprise
1: people? Hugging from behind not sexual but it feels sexual yeah that's because you're hugging from behind
0: yeah i mean they say not sexual but i beg to differ
1: this person says i used to do a lot of brazilian jiu-jitsu this makes me instantly go into panic mode because i think i'm about to get choked like panic mode in a like oh shit i'm about to get turned on that kind of a way because i think you have a real choking fetish when it comes to your bedroom activity
0: yeah and some people do maybe they do and they don't want to fess up to it but that sounds to me like you've got
1: a bit of a choking fetish this one here okay so my cat is really weird he likes to be petted a lot and he likes it rough it's very weird and low-key makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Some, pets, some pets are like that. Some pets like a little hard smack on the ass, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's kind of common.
1: But the fact that the cat likes it rough instantly makes you uncomfortable. There's something deep-seated there, I think. Yeah. That's a, that's a little weird. This person says, when, any, when anyone raises their arms to stretch... And their shirt gets lifted up slightly. It sometimes feels like an unintentional strip tease. Okay, so let's say you're wearing a tank top. <laughs> you want to stretch and, uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. I see I saw some a little skin. bit of midriff there. I see skin. Oh, belly button ring. Oh, It's not a strip tease. They are, of course, just stretching. But as soon as you see a little bit of skin, especially now, like I said at the beginning of this segment, it's been months since a lot of people have been touched, and that's the sort of shit that happens. Oh, my God. I think I saw a rib. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, If you want to Google it, those are the non-sexual things that actually are kind of sexual. It is on Reddit. Uh, the new COVID tracing app came out late last week. Have you downloaded it?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I, I haven't. I'm not sure if I will yet.
1: Okay, now what is it about the app that makes you skeptical? Are you worried about privacy or it tracking your location? You know what? No, because I don't care about that. I, I really
0: I, I really don't. I have nothing to hide in the world. I don't care about it. I am more looking around my region where I live in Kitchener-Waterloo and going, We're doing pretty good. So I don't really have a fear of coming into contact with someone that has COVID. And even if, let's say, I pass someone by in a hallway at our work here at Sports World Crossing in Kitchener, I'm doing all the right things. I know I'm staying away. I know I'm wearing my mask. I know I'm not going within six feet of anyone. So I'm good. So for me, I just don't feel like there's a benefit.
1: Hmm. They say that we need the vast majority of the country to all have this app and use it for it to be effective in contact tracing. And for those who don't know how it works, I'll just give you the Cole's notes on it. Here's the deal with this app. It doesn't track your location using GPS. All it does is work on Bluetooth. It was, what was it? Apple and Google that developed this app for us. So the way it works is your phone obviously has Bluetooth and that doesn't go that far. But it's there. Your phone has a unique code. Other phones that are near you using Bluetooth can pick up that unique code. Now, you don't give the app any information about yourself. So it's not like anybody could ever be able to prove that they were near you. But because your phone is collecting the numbers from all the phones around you via Bluetooth, if someone gets infected, public health gives them a special code. They enter it into the app, and then anybody who's been in close contact of that person gets a pop-up notification. You may have been exposed. Here's what you need to do next. First off, monitor yourself for symptoms. Mm -hmm. Second off, you might want to go and get a COVID test, all that sort of thing. It's a little bit of peace of mind that if you've done everything right, but you just happen to be near someone that is infected or eventually got infected, that you are giving a little heads up you know okay i need to start taking precautions because i've been near it i have a couple other concerns about this app though i think it's a bit of a false sense of security so i've downloaded the app and i've checked it twice now and both times it said you have not been exposed to COVID 19 and i'm thinking to myself fuck yeah that's great i'm safe i'm not sick but not everybody has the app and that's part of the problem you also have to trust that people who do get sick will enter that code from public health. You also have to trust that the technology works flawlessly. And this is version 1.0 of this new app. And I don't think I've ever seen an app work perfectly out of the gate on version 1. Yeah. So I'm a little skeptical. But I do have it because I feel like if it even alerts me once that I may have been exposed to it was definitely worth it. It takes up very little room on my phone. I don't have any privacy concerns about it. I didn't give it access to anything other than my Bluetooth. So I think, by and large, I'm, I'm doing the right thing by having the app. But the problem is, and this is the shocking part about the whole thing, it doesn't work on phones that are five years old or older. And I thought, oh, yeah, no big deal. What is that, iPhone 6? Can't possibly be that many people still running an iPhone 6. I don't know
0: anyone who has has a 6, but apparently there's a lot of people who do.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how many people are complaining to their MPs and their MPPs and writing letters to the government because they want to download the app, but it's not compatible on older phones. You have to have a certain operating system, and you need a certain phone for it to work. Now, I guess it's possible they might be able to go back and make it... um, compatible with those phones but i don't know if it would be as effective because bluetooth technology has improved as well so i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing some of the older folks are complaining well i don't have a phone i've only got an ipad well i mean unless your ipad has bluetooth it doesn't really matter and
0: are you going to carry that everywhere with you like what do you mean you got to go into stores with that and stuff if you really want it to work
1: Yeah, I I don't think people really fully understand how it works. They're saying this is a design flaw. I don't think it's a design flaw at all. I mean, personally, I think it's perfectly reasonable to assume that the vast majority of people have got a a phone higher than an iPhone 6. I would think, right? I mean, I've got an 8 and it's outdated technology. I can't even imagine how slow using an iPhone 6 would be in 2020. Mm -hmm. That seems crazy. Like, y'all know we've got 5G now, right? I mean, (laughs) it's time to upgrade.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, there are some people who will, like, purposely do it, though, right? Like, my phone works for what I need. I'm good. The apps still work on it. It's fine. And then there's others that, like, need it, got to have it, want it, and maybe a few people in between. But I know it surprises me to hear that, too. But your age group and my age group, yeah, we'd be more likely to to, to upgrade, probably, than
1: others, right? I would think the real risk here is... So I will get a new phone. I will take my old phone, or I used to in the past, take my old phones and give those to the kids. Like, hey, you want a phone? No problem. Here's an iPhone 3. It's like four years old. It'll work, but it's not great. Now they've got better phones than I do. Parents, we keep doing that to ourselves, and it's time that we rose up and said, fuck the kids. We're going to start taking all the good stuff. We should have the iPhone 2 tens and twelves and all that shit let the kids have the shitty ones unless they buy their own phone it's amazing how many parents are in the exact same boat as me as me Hmm. gave the good phone to their kids um i want to talk about tiktok and donald trump and then we'll wrap it up after that but before we do this is a prime reason for why we need to ban tiktok this went viral because of tiktok people claiming that you can during this The dog days of summer that we're in right now where it's getting like 40 degrees with the humidity. All you have to do is strip the sheets off your bed, fold them up, and put them in the freezer. Little life hack here, right? Oh. then Then when it's time to go to bed, you pull the sheets out, make your bed again, and poof, you're good. Okay. So somebody did this, and in a short video on TikTok, you could probably convince a lot of people, oh yeah, this is the greatest hack in the world, you've already got a freezer, it's already cold, you've got sheets, make your bed nice and cool at night. Well, what that video, that 60-second video on TikTok doesn't show you, is that it really only keeps your sheets cold for about four or five minutes, and then it's right back to normal. Meanwhile, you've made the bed again and it didn't do anything for you except you look like an asshole for putting your sheets in the freezer and
0: now you're sweating even worse because you just spent your all your fucking time before bed
1: making your bed seriously who wants to strip their bedding fold it all up nice stick it in the freezer all day pull it out unfold it make the bed again for what three four minutes of cool and then you're right back to where you started That's pretty stupid Really dumb, yeah. but people fall for these dumb TikTok trends all the time. and Then they try and convince other people to do it. Ask yourself, in practical terms, does that make sense to freeze your sheets? It doesn't make that big Just a put difference. Put a fucking
0: everybody. fan on, like normal people.
1: Oh, thank you. I have a fan above me and a fan beside me, and the cross breeze cat is as close to perfect as I think I'll ever experience <laughs> in bed
0: like you're on a tropical fucking island with the windows open right oh it's
1: amazing (laughs) now let's talk about donald j trump who has threatened to ban tiktok in america in fact we had heard he was ready to do it on saturday and then out of nowhere microsoft to the rescue wait wait don't ban it we'll try and buy it and then we will keep it safe A lot of countries are concerned about TikTok. I don't know if many or any have actually taken the step of banning it. But there are certainly government concerns about TikTok because, well, it's owned by a Chinese company. And the Chinese have been known to like to spy on Americans. Maybe Canadians, too. So they feel there's a security risk there. Like this personal information is somehow going to get back to the the Chinese government and then they're going to do shit to you all the time. They can hack into your phone with it. Personally, I don't think it's like that, but I would still love to see TikTok banned because I find it really annoying. And even more annoying when people take their TikToks and then post them on Instagram. Can we keep the TikToks on TikTok and the Grams on the Gram and the Tweets on oh, the
0: Twitter? I, th- I'm like you're preaching to the choir, Scott. You're preaching to the choir. I have no problem with double post. So you have a nice photo or something you want to say. You, it makes sense. You can tweet it. And you can put it on Facebook. I've done it before. Fine with that. But taking and saving, you know, your Snapchat video here and then posting it on the Twitter here and then your TikTok and then copying and pasting it to the Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I'm with you there.
1: So Donald Trump doesn't trust TikTok. He wants to get rid of it. And I'm not sure if everybody knows or not, but I think I have to assume this isn't all out of national security concerns. He's got a couple of ulterior motives. Number one, he wants a little bit of retribution. Uh, TikTok, there was this big campaign organized when Trump was getting ready to do one of the rallies that he did last month. And they were told, holy cow, people must love you, President Trump, because this is completely sold out. We've even got thousands of seats Or spaces sold in the overflow area. People are going to watch it on a screen. This arena is going to have 20,000 inside and 10,000 outside. You are a rock star. The problem is there was an organized effort on TikTok for people to go to the website and order their free tickets to go to this rally with the intention of not showing up. So Trump was expecting to walk into basically a Super Bowl style performance and he ended up with a half empty arena. Why the because is he even doing this now anyway?
0: I'm really confused by this president of the United the States. Rallies? I really am.
1: I don't know what the strategy the there point? is either, Kat. I, I get that there's a lot of people who feel like this is a hoax and eh, it should be safe to go out or you can go out as long as you wear a mask or whatever, but I can't figure out why he's trying to do rallies inside arenas right now. He must notice that every sporting event and concert has been canceled, <laughs> so why on earth he wants to replace those is beyond me. But anyway, he's got a bit of a vendetta against tiktok because all of that originated as a tiktok movement to try and make him look stupid and he doesn't
0: give a shit about those influencers some of which are making a lot of money um some influencers make thousands and thousands off of one post alone for those who don't know so now these people are super pissed even though they're living in the u.s they're making money off tiktok but trump doesn't give a shit
1: well here's the other ulterior motive he wants money and he knows tiktok is worth a fortune so basically what he said was Okay, we're going to ban TikTok in America unless they sell it to an American company. Okay, Microsoft is there. They're ready to negotiate. Trump gave them 45 days. But now Trump is saying, well, technically, we were the ones who worked out this deal for you. Technically, we, the government, are the reason that you can buy it in the first place. So we should get a commission. So majority of the money that Microsoft would pay to this Chinese company would actually go to the U.S. bank account, the U.S. Treasury. At what point does China think to themselves, wait, we're just getting fucked here. (laughs) This is the worst deal ever. You want us to basically give up our company and not even take any money for it, give it to the U.S. taxpayers. I don't know how this is going to play out, but it's a weird scenario, and I'll be very, very surprised if, if Microsoft does work out a deal, and if it does end up in the U.S. Treasury, the money for yeah. it, because that seems crazy yeah, to it me. It does. It does. Do you uh, have any Google products at home? Uh, Google Nest type mm-hmm. products? The home yeah. security ones?
0: I do. Yeah. Uh, the, the home security ones, uh, I did have uh, Nest. I currently don't have Nest at my new place because I had to sell it with the damn house.
1: Ah, um, sucks. But I
0: did enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Shares in ADT went up 70% yesterday morning. Gosh, I wish I'd had ADT stock. I didn't know this was going down. But that's because Google is buying a 6.6% stake in ADT. They're going to pair their Nest smart home technology with ADT. Ah, So, for example, if uh, you have the Nest carbon monoxide detector. Okay, well, right now, that'll let you know that your carbon monoxide detector is going off. But what if you're asleep? Okay, enter ADT, who's... Already getting alarm codes sent to them all the time. They can phone the house or they can phone 911. They can do this. They can do that. Uh, Smoke alarm going off here. Carbon monoxide alarm over there. We've got a water detector. There might be a flood in that basement. It's pretty cool, but that's a hell of a lot of money. And people with ADT stocks, which weren't expecting anything, woke up yesterday morning to a 70% increase. That's
0: unreal.
1: I, uh... I'm jealous, man. I really wish I'd gotten in on that.
0: So now the nest stop is the price tag for that going to go up even more now because of this?
1: I don't know. I I don't know if you're going to have to pay a monthly fee or if it's just going to come with Google monitoring. I mean, you wouldn't need to get a phone line installed in your home like you used to have to with home alarm systems. You needed a phone for that. Uh, Now everything can work through the internet. I'm not sure if there's going to be an upcharge for that or not. Uh, Before we go, I want to read a text message that came in this morning during our FM radio show. Good morning, guys. I'm 40 years old. I have always listened to Z103. I can honestly say, since you guys left and went to The Beat, that is now my new favorite station. Scott, I used to watch you on beats per minute television. Oh, throwback. I wish they would bring that back. <laughs> uh, for anybody who does wake up listening to terrestrial radio in the morning, we appreciate it if you listen to us on 91.5. You can uh, get that through the Radio Player Canada app, or you can listen at 915 The Beat. .com. As for BPM TV, I forgot I used to do that job. I was on that channel for like five years hosting that countdown show. That was a good channel. I missed that. I kind of wish they'd bring that back, you know? Yeah. It was a good one. It was a dance music television. Beats per minute is what it was. So thank you for the texts, and you can reach us anytime through DMs is a good way. Scott Fox on air on Instagram. Cat on air on Instagram. And that's all I got for today.
0: Okay, yeah. And I think as this Bachelorette drama unfolds, maybe we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that too because it's far too much to get into right now. But, uh, but Claire's
1: gone, right? Claire's done?
0: Claire's gone from the Bachelorette. This was uh, kind of the top-trending uh, Hollywood-type story that we had this morning. And they brought in another bachelor- I'm just trying to think about how I would feel as, A, the new Bachelorette, who is reportedly Tasha Adams, and the guys who get the call back that were already dumped by Claire saying, Hey, so look, I know Claire dumped you, but we got a new bachelorette because she's gone. Uh, she fucked off. So do you want to come back in? And now Tasha gets, gets her pick of the litter of basically Claire Crawley's leftovers.
1: Oh, everybody lines up for the sloppy seconds, don't
0: they? It's just a mess. But, but as we go, I'm sure we'll learn a, a little bit more about it.
1: If you want to read more, it is up at scottandcat.ca. Oh, that's going to keep unfolding for a while. We'll have more on that coming up in the podcast.